A story is told of passengers traveling on a cruise ship reserved exclusively for their pleasure. The captain of the ship would often be seen greeting the travelers, interacting with everyone to ensure that the experience was all they had hoped for and much more. The scenery along the shoreline was breathtaking. The waters beneath the ship were calm. The sky was blue, absent of any clouds, and peaceful. Until, without warning, visibility diminished as a gray fog rolled in. The water now churned beneath the hull. The blue sky turned black. The wind strengthened. The clouds swirled. And the rain began to pour. As the passengers sought cover, tossed about in terror, one question above all was on everyone's mind. Where is the captain? During pleasant days, he was often seen. Yet now, in the midst of the storm, he seemed nowhere to be found. And so this one question echoed in the minds of all on board, where's the captain? Storms at sea mirror some circumstances that we endure in life, uninvited, beyond our control. Storms of the soul, however, these are different. These storms enter our lives because of a lack of control. Who among us has never known the reality of Lamentations chapter 1, verse 20? See, Lord, how distressed I am. I am in torment. Within my heart I am disturbed. I have been most rebellious. Whether uninvited by circumstances beyond our control, or invited by choices we made by a lack of control, the Bible calls this sin, the question resounds in the minds of all who find themselves in the midst of a storm regardless of its origin. Where's the captain? Where's God in all of this? Perhaps some people think such questions hopeless. I find them hopeful. Let me tell you why. Fallen people, and that's who we are, fallen people find hope when crying out for mercy from God. Many are the scripture passages to which we could turn that remind us of that profound truth, but perhaps none greater than we find in Lamentations chapter 3. In Lamentations chapter 3 verses 1 through 20, we find a description of the storm Israel endured because of their rebellion, their sin. In verse 1, Jeremiah laments, I have seen affliction. In verse 3, he says, He has turned his hand against me. Verse 7 says, He has walled me in. I cannot escape. Verse 17 reads, I have been deprived of peace. And in verse 20, Jeremiah concludes these first 20 verses by saying, I well remember, my soul is downcast 
within me. On and on and on and on it goes throughout verses 20 until the tone begins to change in verse 21. Yet, Jeremiah reflects, this I call to mind and therefore I have hope. Because of the Lord's great love, we are not consumed, for His mercies never fail. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. I say to myself, the Lord is my portion, therefore I will wait for Him. The Lord is good to those whose hope is in Him, to the one who seeks Him. It is good to wait quietly for the salvation of the Lord. Here in Lamentations chapter 3, we find two profound insights woven like a thread that gives us hope when sunny skies darken without any warning in our lives. Here's the first. We have hope when we call to mind the Lord's mercies never fail. Yet this I call to mind, and therefore I have hope. Because of the Lord's great love, we are not consumed, for His mercies never fail. Lamentations chapter 3, verse 22 speaks to us a very profound insight. Not only are we not consumed because the mercies of God never fail, His mercies never fail, listen, because they are never consumed. You know what that means? It means no matter the storm through which you and I might pass, God's mercy flows like a fountain that never runs dry. How do we know this is true? Listen again to what verse 23 says. They, meaning God's mercies, are new every morning. They never run out. They never quit. They never run dry. They're new to us each and every day. Let me not to the marriage of true minds admit impediments. Love is not love which alters when it alteration finds or bends with the remover to remove. Oh no. It is an ever-fixed mark that looks on tempest and is never shaken. It is the star to every wandering bark whose worth's unknown, although his height be taken, loves not time's fool, though rosy lips and cheeks within his bending sickle's compass come. Love alters not with his brief hours and weeks, but bears it out even to the edge of doom. The meaning of Shakespeare's 116th sonnet is profound. And listen to me. It'll preach. Love does not change when it finds changes in the one whom it loves. And neither does God's mercy. 
His mercy has no end. No matter our daily surroundings, no matter our everyday shortcomings, storms come to each of us. They come up at the most unexpected of times and in the most unanticipated of ways. Some of these storms, absolutely uninvited. Other storms, we invite by choices we've made. Yet, when our days grow dark, when our lives become desperate, when it seems that all around us is dreadful, this we call to mind. And therefore, we have hope. Because of the Lord's great love, we are not consumed. Read carefully. Lamentations chapter 3. And you will hear the gospel of Christ woven throughout, as in 2 Corinthians chapter 4. In that great passage of Scripture, our brother the Apostle Paul wrote, Therefore, since through God's mercy we have this ministry, we do not lose heart. We are hard-pressed on every side, but not crushed. We are perplexed but never in despair, persecuted, but not abandoned, struck down, but not destroyed. Therefore, we do not lose heart. Though outwardly we are wasting away, yet inwardly we are being renewed day by day. For our light and momentary troubles are achieving for us an eternal glory that far outweighs them all. Call this to mind. Call this to mind. Whenever your days grow dark, whenever your life becomes desperate, the Lord's mercies never fail. That's first. This follows. We have hope when we call to mind the Lord is good to those who wait on Him. Yet this I call to mind, and therefore I have hope. Jeremiah says, I speak these words to myself, the Lord is my portion, therefore I will wait for Him. The Lord is good to those whose hope is in Him, to the one who seeks Him. It is good to wait quietly for the salvation of the Lord. How many of us like to wait? Seriously, be honest for a moment. I hate waiting. I don't like to wait for Christmas to come. I'll find something for my wife in mid-October into November, and I just can't wait for Christmas to come. And nearly every year, the week before Christmas, I say, honey, go ahead and open it now. I can't stand to wait. I don't like to wait for Christmas. I don't like to wait for birthdays. Waiting is hard, especially when the future seems uncertain. In fact, waiting can be excruciatingly painful. But here's a good reason why waiting is good. Life often unfolds in such a way 
that we only see the goodness of God with time, in time, and over time. So much so that only over time, in time, and with time can we begin to grasp how good it was to wait quietly for the salvation of the Lord. I moved to Ukraine in July of 2016 to complete five years of research on Baptist life in the days of the Soviet Union. Having lived initially for a week in east-central Ukraine, about an hour and a half away from the troubled zone, I found myself on a train traveling west where I would set up residence until returning home that fall. I can still remember that train ride. All by myself, navigating three pieces of luggage and a backpack, not sure how I was going to get off the train with all of those when we reached our final destination. And I remember as we traveled west and as the sun went down, it dawned on me for the first time what I had done at the age of 62. Living in a city of 900,000, in an apartment all by myself, where for the first three weeks, the only two people there were myself and a uh, security guard, and, and uh, I didn't speak Russian and he didn't speak English. It first dawned on me on that train how long a way off home seemed. A lot of time yet to go. But those emotions paled in comparison to what I experienced the next week. At the beginning of the next week, our daughter Valerie sent me a picture via text. The picture was of me holding her when she was 11 months old. And the words beneath the picture read like this. Dad will be home in 49 days, 12 hours, and 13 minutes. I have to tell you, the text did not help. Time moved slower. The days grew longer. And the distance... The distance seemed so much further. In time, I looked forward to those texts. Much good happened in those 49 days, 12 hours and 13 minutes. And the waiting, well, it made the reunion with family all the more sweeter when the waiting was no more. I was 23 years old when my dad was diagnosed with terminal cancer. I was 34 years of age when my mother died as a result of an accident. As I thought about those two events and everything that had transpired during those years, I remember in the aftermath of my mother's passing claiming a scripture verse 
that I chose to be a life verse for me from that point forward. It still is today. Romans 8, 28. All things work together for good to those who love God and are called according to His purpose. Maybe for you this morning, time moves slowly. Perhaps for you today, your days have grown longer. Maybe, perhaps, the distance seems further. But Lamentations chapter 3, verse 26 reminds us, it is good to wait patiently, quietly, for the salvation of the Lord. So what do we do while we wait? Sometimes we simply wait until we see His goodness. Which is the exact place those passengers aboard the cruise ship found themselves as they tossed about so violently. Some feared they would be thrown overboard. Others feared the ship would break up and be destroyed, and they with it. And everywhere, everyone wondered about the same question. Where is the captain? One passenger decided he would take things into his own hands and knees to find out. Crawling on hands and knees, he found his way to the bridge. And there he saw the captain. Arms lashed with ropes to the wheel so that he would not in the violent force of the rocking of the boat ever let go. Steering so determinately to keep the ship away from the shore and the rocks in the shallow water. Not a word passed between the two. Crawling, finding his way back to his fellow passengers, the man shouted above the storm for all to hear. I have seen our captain's face. He smiled to me. All will be well. I want you to know something this morning. The raging storm of sin wages destruction on our souls. And it consumes all in its path. But today, this morning, we remember. Jesus was lashed to an old rugged cross at Calvary. That sin's devastation might be no more for those who believe Him. Thus... This we call to mind. And therefore, in this we have hope. 
Because of the Lord's great love, we are not consumed, for His mercies never fail. They are new to you, and they are new to me every morning. And so we say, great is thy faithfulness. I say to myself, as you say to yourself, the Lord is our portion, therefore we will wait for Him. For the Lord is good to those whose hope is in Him, to those who seek Him. It is good to wait quietly for the salvation of the Lord. Listen to me this morning. We have seen our captain's face. He is Jesus the Christ. He has smiled to us, faithful in mercy, full of goodness. And on the authority of God's Word today, we know, no matter our storms, all will be well. Would you pray with me? Father, many are the storms through which we pass in this life. And we understand, sometimes without understanding, how those storms come uninvited, unanticipated, devastating storms that rock our lives. Lord, we would also confess before you that many are the times the storms we endure are those we have chosen to invite into our lives. Words we should have never spoken, but we did. Conversations we should have had, but we chose not to. Actions, Lord, we took that we regret. Inaction sometimes that we regret even more. Lord, we acknowledge before you we are fallen people. But this morning, today, our focus is not upon us, but you. And how grateful we are today that with Jeremiah, we can proclaim, great is thy faithfulness. Father, I pray that you would give us encouragement, no matter the storms through which we pass, no matter the origin that brought them about. And we pray, Lord, that you would give us the kind of encouragement that is hopeful. Help us to wait till we see your goodness. God, help us to remember that your mercies are new every day. Guide us, Lord. Speak to us in the thoughts you have shared in your word this day. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.